0: In this video, we're going to be talking about the general timeline for residency applications and touching a little bit about the timeline for medical school as well. So just the very basic deadlines in regards to your residency applications, February of your third year, I guess you can say, and the very beginning of your fourth year, this is going to be when you're going to be submitting all your applications, or at least finding out some information about all of your away rotations. That's using the VSAS portal. September 15th is is when residencies can start downloading applications. October 1st is when something called your MSPE is going to be available for residencies. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. February twenty first is when your rank list due. This is of your fourth year now. March twelfth is soap, or when you're essentially having to scramble. And March fifteenth is the actual match day. So these are the probably the most important deadlines, just to get a very big picture overview, and you'll see why we do each of these things and why we plan so far in advance is because of these deadlines. So in your first year, this is a time when you want to explore as many specialties as you can. You want to start doing just general research because you probably chances are you don't know what you want to do or you may think you may know what you want to do as a residency, but you don't necessarily uh, know for sure and and chances are you're going to change. So I think that the best advice for this time would be to explore as many specialties as you can and if you do start doing research, which I, I probably would recommend, is that you want to start doing research that's pretty general and what I mean by that is that you can apply some type of twist on it. So for example, let's say we're doing oncology research. Well, oncology research is pretty applicable to a lot of different things. You kind of twist it if you want to go into surgery and can talk about surgical oncology. You can twist it into internal medicine and start talking about that, into things like radiology and uh, pathology. You know, all of these different specialties is very versatile type of research. Whereas if you did uh, research on nasal polyps or of the sinus or something that's so specific within a certain specialty, that that may be more difficult because let's say you wanted to be an ENT surgeon in your first year and then later on you realize, well, maybe I don't want to do that. And then it becomes a little bit more difficult later on. And so you just want to do probably just more of general research um, or at least be able to apply it to something else later on. And this is going to be a time when you're going to be studying for step one or at least starting to. During your second year, I think the biggest branch point that you need to make the biggest decision that you'll need to make is two things one do you want to be a surgeon or do you want to be something non-surgical and it's important because I think for a number of reasons. One, it's going to be in planning your rotations. I think it's a lot easier of a decision that you have to make that they can make life or make decisions after that much easier if you know if you want to go into something surgical, if you want to know that you want to go into something non-surgical. And it's much easier to specify much easier after that. And I think this is actually probably even more important is do you want to go into a specific very competitive specialty or not and this is not to ding any of the other specialties that may not be quote-unquote competitive or not but I think everybody knows there's just certain specialties that are extremely competitive that you just need to know very early on. So these are things like dermatology, plastic surgery, ENT, neurosurgery, things that you just know requires a uh, one, it requires very high scores in within your step one and also during third-year rotations, but I don't think those are as important. I, I think the reason why it's important to know early on is because regardless, you should try to do as well as you can on those two, on the tests and during your third-year rotations, no matter what, you should try to do that no matter what specialty you're going into. But I think the reason why these other specialties are very important to know early on is because, for example, let's take DERM, for example. They're very specific. They want you to be able to have shown that you've done Research early on. Opto, you need to have done opto research early on, and these are things that you need to know early on because you need to start doing research in them. So that's why it's important to to know if you want to do these very specific specialties early on. Not necessarily because. You have to start trying harder or trying less hard depending on the specialty because no matter what, you should try to get as high as you can on all these board exams and in your third year rotations. But really what it comes down to is research and that's when you want to start narrowing down your research and start taking step one during your second year. So this is when we actually start getting into your third year and really planning out your residency applications. So third year, this is when you're focusing 100% on your rotation. We're starting off in October. So this is the very beginning of your third year. You should be able to narrowed down to, I would say, about three specialties. I think it's important to be able to narrow down to probably about three specialties, and we'll see why that's so important in a second. And it really has to do with when you start having to plan out your fourth year and when you have to start planning out your away rotation. So You want to be able to nail down pretty well. Start meeting with many of your advisors, networking. You don't have to necessarily tell each of these ones that this is absolutely what I'm going to be doing and you also shouldn't be telling them I'm also uh, contemplating doing other things as well. But you should at least start building that network, start meeting certain people to have some type of mentor. You don't necessarily have to do a whole lot of research at this point in time, just because I think October is a time when you're still trying to get your bearings in regards to just clinical rotations. But also, this is the time that you wanna register for Step 2 CS. And this might be too early because your school may not even allow you to sign up this early. But the reason why I say that that you have to have this on your radar is because you wanna take Step 2 as early as you can. And I'll tell you exactly the date as we go on in this timeline when the best time is, in my opinion at least. But you also have to realize that you have to register for step two, I want to say at least six months in advance from when you're actually going to take it. It may seem crazy. It's, it's very different from other tests, but it's only offered in four different sites. Um, and so it's very difficult to, one, to schedule to get to and also just to find time in your schedule to be able to, to schedule all of this. Now, if we fast forward a couple months, and this is third year in December, I think this is when you have to be able to pick your specialty. And the the reason why it's so important is because very soon after this, you're going to have to start um, picking your fourth year classes. It may seem very early, but it's actually right around the corner. You need to start signing up or at least getting prepared for these away rotations and you need to know what specialty you're going into in order to sign up for these away rotations. I guess in theory you could sign up for a lot of away rotations, but that's not ideal. That's going to be much more troublesome for you. So you want to be able to know your specialty by December. I know it seems early, but you would have you should have enough rotations under your belt. I think the one exception is if you're just deciding between very similar fields. And then I, I say similar kind of with the grain of salt where the example I gave was internal medicine, pediatrics, family medicine, and even ob I know these are very different, but the good thing is, one, typically you're not doing too many away rotations. I know I know some people do away rotations for internal medicine and also ob but typically the specialties that is not necessarily required. It's more if you if you want to kind of see what another program's like or you have a very specific area you want to live in, those are times that you would need to do an away rotation. But also, it's a lot easier, in my opinion, to be able to switch between those specialties if they're similar because your sub eyes are going to be pretty similar. You can do pediatrics uh, sub-I even though you're going into internal medicine. You can get a letter of rec from an internal medicine doctor if you're applying into family medicine or pediatrics or OBGYN. So that's why I think it's important or it's less important to be able to really sous hone in on a specialty if you're going into one of those fields. So either ones that are pretty similar or also ones that don't require an away rotation, you don't necessarily need to know at that very second but those other specialties that for example, dermatology, a lot of the surgical specialties, anything that requires an away rotation that you really need to know by December if you want to do that or not because that's when you have to start selecting your sub-eyes and most importantly, these sub-eyes are where you're getting your letters of rec. So I think that's why it's so important that you have a good schedule because if you have a good schedule, it's going to be a lot easier to get your letter of recs and, and have enough time to get these letters of recs and have some backup if you can't get them. In addition, during December, probably you're going to want to start talking to more people, advisors, start talking to have, getting some research ideas going, start working with some people and research in that specific field so that you have Um, a good six months before your applications are actually due. And start thinking about potential letter writers. I think obviously you can start thinking about fourth year letter writers because you won't have them yet. But I think that at least kind of in the back of your mind thinking about is there some type of third year rotation that I, I did particularly well in or I meshed well with one of the attendings. Is this someone that I could ask for a letter rec? Now let's fast forward next month into January and February of your third year. So this is gearing towards the end of your third year almost getting into your fourth year but not quite this is when VSAS is really starting so it's important to note VSAS which is the visiting student learning opportunities I forget what exactly it stands for but this is what you're doing all of your away rotations in or the portal that you're using to do your away rotations the downside is that they, they open up at very variable times. So some may open as early as February, may open not until June, and then you may be doing rotations at any length of time between that time. And it all depends on the school. But the most important aspect is that you have to start thinking about in January and February because you need a lot of information. You need a background check, you need immunizations, fingerprinting. Those are pretty straightforward in my opinion. The only thing that is probably a little bit more difficult is the letter of rec. So you need to be able to get some type of letter of rec from somebody and that's going to take some time. So definitely on your radar, start thinking in January, just at least open up the way rotation website so you know what is required. That will just give you a a head start so that it's always better to be um, early on these things and the moment that the school that you want to do in a way rotation opens up, you're ready for that so that you're not waiting because these things go pretty quickly. It's definitely an application system, but a lot of it also has to do with a first-come, 1st first serve basis. And these are going to help with a lot of specialties. And you're also going to probably want to meet with program directors, chairs during this time, just so you can kind of meet them, know who they are, more importantly, so that they know who you are. During your third year, about March or April, this is, in my opinion, a very important time for step two. It may vary based on your specific schedule of your med school. I think that what I really am going for is whenever third year ends and whenever fourth year begins, there's going to be a time when either it's a good time for you to start taking some time off to study for step two, or maybe your school even gives you time to take off to take step two. I think that the most important one is taking step two CS. I know it almost sounds counterintuitive and probably most people don't do this, Step 2 CS is the type of test that pretty much everybody's going to pass. I know they have increased recently the the fail rate, but typically everyone's going to pass. But in the off chance that you don't pass, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess to, to try to schedule. And especially if you are taking the test later in the year, let's say October of your fourth year, or even December and January of your fourth year, if there's a chance that you fail it and your residency program. Most programs don't really need Step 2. At least nobody that I applied to uh, required it. But if they do require Step 2 CS, which some programs do, you don't want to not have those results. You don't want this to be the reason why you couldn't match the program because you couldn't pass Step 2 CS, specifically because you didn't sign up early enough. This is a test that will require about six months in advance for you to schedule it. So if you failed it once and you already took it, let's say in November, of your fourth year. It takes a while for your results to come back, maybe not till January. It takes another month or, or two to schedule it. You're looking at March, and that's that's pretty late. March of your fourth year to be taking it in the off chance that you fail it. So you want to try to take it as early as possible. That's really the takeaway message. Try to take it as early as possible. It's something that you just want to get out of the way. It's a lot, it's very difficult to schedule because there's just only four sites you have to typically fly or go on a long road trip to, to drive to these places. So it's just just something you want to get out of the way. You're not going to learn anything in your fourth year that's going to help you with CS. It's more of just an acting test if we're going to be realistic here. It's, it's just an acting test that you have to go through a checklist and you have to ask the right questions that is in this certain script that they have and they're just going to check off some boxes. So it's nothing that you really need to have a lot of medical knowledge for. So that's why I say just get it out of the way. Nothing you're going to do in fourth year is going to really prepare you for that. And I think Step 2 CK is another one, is that a lot of people, they, it, there's kind of two ways of thinking. One is that I want to take Step 2 CK right after third year. That's when you probably know the most. That right after third year is when you know the most information. After fourth year, you start getting more specific in the specialty that you're choosing. You start taking these very specific classes. Some may be more helpful than others. And it's just the knowledge that you had just kind of dwindles. And so that's one reason why you would want to take it early. The other reason is also If you didn't do too well during step one and you want to take step two CK to kind of boost that, that, that's completely understandable. The only thing, though, the other side of the coin is that if you did well in step one, Step two is really not gonna help you. If you do worse on step two, it's gonna hurt you. If you do the same on step two, it's really not gonna do anything. And if you do better on step two, and if you already did well on step one, how much better can you do? And also, it's probably not gonna do all that much. And the reason why is because there's just too much variability. A lot of schools don't even use that in their algorithm for uh, selecting applicants for interviews just because it's too variable whether or not someone has taken it or not. How would you um, compare two individuals where one person took step two and did well and the other person didn't take step two and then another person took step two but did poorly like how would you weight that had that person who didn't take it how would you weight that and which category would you put that person in that's why I don't think it's the most useful of tests um, if you had done well on step one beforehand, definitely if you didn't do well on step one this is a good opportunity to redeem yourself this is also a time when you want to continue doing that specialty-specific research, start meeting with program directors and chairs, and, and now is when you want to start asking for letters of Rex, or at least kind of put that in their, in their mind. They don't have to start writing the letter of Rex at this early point in time, but they, you want the letter writers to at least be aware of it at this point in time. In March and April, they, you should try to at least figure out who would be a good person to ask and try to talk to them about letter writing and, and whatnot. Fourth year during June, this is when ERAS opens. And I put the calendar to the right of the AMC calendar. This was back in 2017. And so ERAS will open in June, and this is when you want to finalize your letters. Essentially, As soon as ERAS opens, you want to essentially give your letter writers a date that says, okay, the letters are due sometime in June or July, so that when it comes along that the application ERAS actually opens and you're able to submit. So what it means is that ERAS opens in June, which means you can enter in all your information. You can start giving all your letter writers their actual documents that they'll need so that they can upload the letters that they write for you. Then between June and September is just going to be when you're going to be working on your application. Application, when you're going to be working on ERAS. In September is when actually you're going to submit and you're going to be able to submit your application and programs are going to shortly after be able to view all of your information. So essentially... Starting June, the very beginning of June, that's when you print out all of your information for all your letter of writers. Tell them, my letters are due. Just pick an arbitrary date, July or August, just to be safe. Because the last thing you want to do is to be waiting on your letter of writers to be submitting your application. So this is when you want to start writing your personal statement, CV, even entering some things into the application and definitely pick the letter writers. And this is going to be a time when you're doing all your sub eyes when you're getting the majority of your letters. I think I had four letters. Three of them were from my fourth year. One of them was from my third year. So for the most part, they're all going to be from your fourth year. And I think one of them was from from a research mentor. I think depending on the specialty, typically they want either three or four letters. And then one of those typically can be uh, research. But it all depends on the specialty. And then once we're in our September and October, this is when you can start submitting your application. Like I mentioned before, so in this year, September 6th was when you could submit your applications on U.S., and September 5th was when the programs can actually view your application. And the reason why they staggered it like that was because anything, they essentially said anything from September 6th to the 15th is identical. It just allows their, their computer system to not be flooded with, with applications all on the 15th. But if you submitted anytime between the 6th and the 15th, it was all identical. It would be timestamped at September 15th, and so programs would view it on September 15th. So you want to make sure that your application is in before that, before September 15th, so that the very first day, the first download that they do, they'll see your application there. Because even though it's all based off of merit, there's some timing involved as well. You don't want to be that person that isn't getting in somewhere because you were late, because all of the interview slots have already been given away. For the most part, you'll start getting um, interviews as soon as programs can download your application. But for the most part, uh, most programs wait until after your MSPE is available. I, I start getting interviews as soon as that September 15th, date, one day after I started getting interviews. But for the most part, the ones that I actually wanted to go to didn't come out until after the MSPE. And typically, the way people like to think think about it is the programs that are a little bit less prestigious want to kind of get your attention early and will send out interviews early and then mspe is essentially is how to describe it's essentially a letter that was written by your dean that has all your information with your grades and all your evaluations and some other information as well. And this just is like an overall summary of of your evaluations. And the deans will write it or somebody at your school will write it. And then October 1st is when it will actually be made available to all the programs. So a lot of times they want all the information before they start handing out interviews. So a lot of the interviews you'll get will be after October 1st. But you can start interviewing as early as uh, September 15th. And you'll um, start interviewing actually as early as October. So October to January is all fair game and it all depends on the specialty. There's certain specialties that are very odd. For example, Derm, I want to say, doesn't interview until January. Think Opto interviews like in November and, and December or, or some, some two specific months that are very specific because they have to turn in their match list much earlier than all of us. So just kind of know that it's, it all depends on the specialty that you're applying into fourth year of November to January. So this is really the core of interviews. This is when the majority of your interviews will be. So want to do light research as possible, uh, light rotations, or even if you can do research, that would be even better. Or if if you have to, vacation as well. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that what you want to look out for is, and I'll talk about this in other videos, but definitely you need to send your, they call it the love letter or your letter of intent or whatever you want to call it. When you're saying, I will be ranking you number one, you want to send that sometime before the last interview day. So sometime probably I would say in January, but you want to find out not your last interview day. It's going to be the the program's last interview day. So you want to find out when their last interview day is and send send them that letter of intent beforehand because essentially you'll be interviewing all the way into January but a lot of these programs especially the ones on the East Coast they, they interview only until December sometimes and they're not going to wait until January or February to make their match list even though that or their rank list even though you're making your rank list in February they have no reason to wait that long It's fresh in their mind they're going to do it early so you have to make sure you have that impression early on next thing is, fourth year of February and March. So February, sometime in the middle of February is when your rank list is due. And it takes about three weeks to four weeks for your actual results to come back. So the most important thing is that there's two dates that you have to know. One is the SOAP date and one is the match day. So SOAP, I don't remember what it stands for, but it's essentially for scrambling. If you don't match in, in whatever special you're applying to, you'll get a letter or you'll get an email or something like that that says that you either match or you didn't match. Um, I believe that one was an email. And so you'll get that email that says you match or didn't match. And then if you didn't match, then you have to go into the scramble process, which would be very stressful. But essentially, you want to make sure that you're not scheduling anything from March 12th or whenever the soap day is until till match day. Because essentially, you have, this. this was during 2017, from March 12th to March 15th, that's when you have to start interviewing with all these other programs that you had to have to try to scramble into and try to find a program. So you don't want to be off in another country on vacation during this time unless you're extremely confident. But for the off chance that things don't work out, you want to make sure that you're around for this SOAP data. Make sure that one, you match and if you really, really needed to, that you can find a position. And that's pretty much it. That's the general timeline for residency applications. The main things are really picking especially early on, making sure you have the letter rex, making sure you're ready for away rotations, and also have all your letter writers and your application ready and early in as possible, and then having in your applications in on the first day. And then from then on, it's just about interviewing. So hopefully that helps um, and hopefully that keeps you a little bit more organized. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our h notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.